just a glass pair of glasses full of beans. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I know who that is. And I'm still wondering. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the ketchup covered with a K, Kidia. Gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, how have you been? What have you been up to? How have I been? How That's have you been? like a loaded question, Steve. Yes. Yes, it is. So very thanks. Very thanks. Very thanks to John D. Harvey for keeping my personal life uh, private. But I <laughs> obviously we didn't record last week because I had fucking COVID. Um, yeah. I managed to survive two and a half years without getting COVID. Um, and I thought the best way to resolve that was to go to a one-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Where there was more mucus per capita than um, a, a David Cronenberg film set. <laughs> and I obviously walked away riddled with COVID. Um, yes. And yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, but other than that, um, we finally got the second Vitara MOT'd yesterday. Woo-hoo. Um, after chasing around a uh, a mystery check engine light for far too long, which is for those who own vehicles prior to 1996 will know that you you cannot plug in a laptop and ask it what is wrong with it. <laughs> you have to count how many times a light bulb flashes. Yeah. Um, and it just was, ended up just being a little bit of dodgy wiring that just nice. needed soldering up again, which was super nice. All fixed up. Zero advisories. Woohoo! MOT pass. So I now have a fully functioning shitbox, second shitbox parts Yay. car. Um, and now I can absolutely destroy it by hacking it in half and putting a second drivetrain into it now that it is road legal. Um, so I also managed to get the sculpture out of my life from work. So uh, last time we talked, I'd picked it up from the painters yes. um, after a seven month wait to paint um and i built a base for it and i built the base using the same flooring that we have at work so it kind of disappears into the floor just kind of like a floating base and on doing this i realized that the painters had broken the sculpture in half re put it back together in a completely different shape and now the sculpture not only no longer represents the logo of my workplace uh, but it doesn't fit on the base because not only does it not line up what planarly, fuck? it doesn't line up angularly either because basically they just snapped it. In. They, so my boss, in his infinite have, wisdom, have you spoken to them? Have they like admitted oh, yeah, yeah, fault? Yeah. They were like, oh yeah, yeah, it, was, it, it just it just wouldn't stand up. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so my boss, in his infinite wisdom, uh, basically insisted that we use these guys to paint this sculpture because they had a paint booth and that's how his brain works um the fact that they are uh car insurance uh accident repair center who basically all they do is just panel beat all day every day didn't cross his mind that maybe dealing with a a bespoke uh handmade one-off unstable abstract sculpture work of art was maybe not the best thing for them to be doing. Um, so yeah, so seven months later, uh, delivered it. Beautiful paint job, flawless. Yeah, yeah. Can't fault them there. Completely broken and re re remade the sculpture in a fashion that is no longer fit for purpose. Fuck's sake. So um, 
lots of learnings made um and now i've got to deal with my boss tomorrow because obviously he will not accept responsibility for having hired someone not fit for the job yeah uh, and it definitely won't be his fault um no obviously i'm gonna have to yeah deal with some sort of shit some tomorrow um yay so that's the shit yeah that sounds and i wish i'd have known better fucking off oh little little bit of foreshadowing there just just for brett uh that's no, just the pleats <laughs> uh brett what about you what have you been up to after al's shit show of the week two weeks fortnight i can't necessarily join in on the shit show of a week i've actually been making pretty good progress on the gigantic tentacles yeah no i i saw the the photos of it, it they look fucking awful awfully awesome <laughs> appreciate that steve all your support is very welcome i've never done something this size before right this is definitely something very unique and heavy and large so it's it's pretty cumbersome and then the biggest issue i've had to deal with is just the fact that welding and doing metal work in the heat <clears throat> now that we're in the deep throes of summer and it's 120 in the little workshop space it's just been draining, and I basically sweat from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, I can't really complain. Otherwise, it's just living out in the desert, and you got to learn how to work around your um, your heat schedule and be aware of how you feel while you're working because this is now the second time in a row. This just happened two days ago. I got the spins really bad because I, I was just too hot, and I was like pushing through trying to get a bunch of this stuff welded and uh, I stood up and I had the spins super, super bad, which I know is not a good sign for anything. So then I just came in and laid on my concrete floor uh, with a block of ice on my chest for about two hours waiting for things to dissipate. So really like work wise, it was fine. No one cut my tentacle in half and then painted it and gave it back to me. And it was a bread box. So I feel like I'm winning. I actually, I'm I'm making a bread box. No, hey, really coincidental. <laughs> yeah, but uh, aside from just like the oppressive heat, that's that's all I'm doing. I'm really, I've been having, um, yeah, I've put the blinders on and just been focusing on that full time. I should be able to get those done. I'm hoping by the time this episode comes out, especially if Steve's editing it, which could be a month from now, I should be well done. Nope. I fully appreciated the uh, the long game of that of that joke, Steve. It took real commitment. I'm I'm glad someone got it. Is that it then, Brett? What did you want more? No, it's just there I've was got a... more. <laughs> okay, I, well, okay. I guess that's it then. Right. Thanks for that. That was great, um, Steve. What have you been up to? Other, thanks. Other than uh, eating grumping. What did you say? Eating and grumping. Um, He's been in the what... pit rowing the canoe at the metal shows. <laughs> oh, that definitely wasn't me. Um, no, we've uh, we've had an interesting couple of weeks at work. Um, so we've we've got this huge order that is uh, due the end of this week. Um, plus, there was another huge order that's due at the end of the week after, uh, and a couple of also <laughs> large orders. Uh, so Al decided that would be a great time for us to also move workshop um then joe and jimmy both got covid and were off for most of the week 
Uh, and Al decided rather than like doing the thing that we were working on, he was going to try and do the thing that we were working on and also start dismantling the kitchen for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Um, so this, uh, this Probably so project... Probably so it could be moved to the new place. Yeah, it makes total sense. I Yeah, fully. Um, but yeah, so uh, this project that I've not had anything to do with uh, since the beginning, uh, then got turned around and was like, oh, Steve, you need to get all of this done and sorted because the guys are off ill. So crack on. Um, luckily, the guys are back this week. Uh, we are doing quite long hours um and wearing like full ppe for 12 hours in a nice hot workshop is super enjoyable um but yeah it's uh it's been great i've been really enjoying it um what else uh yeah so i did i did actually manage to take or to leave a little bit early on wednesday of last week to go to the uh ace cafe um for the hot rod thing Got 900 yards from the M3 and the Volvo decided to just die, um, which was exactly what I wanted on one of the hottest days of the year. Um, So me and Joel just sat in the car for two hours whilst we waited for the RAC guy to turn up. And um, then because the battery, like we kept the ignition on because my phone was nearly dead. And um, so I was trying to charge that up. Had the low battery warning. Turned the key in ignition, and it just started up. All the faults had cleared. So, great. Did you try turning it off and on again, Steve? Yeah, but the, the thing is, is like we'd been t- like trying turning it on for the last um, like hour and a half, and it's then finally really just you know, uh, finally just like left it off and left it. But yeah, that apparently fixed it. Um, so then we turned around and, and drove home, which was a it's a really fun way to spend an evening. Um, but yeah other than that I, I did as Brett mentioned uh, I went to see one of my friend's bands um, because they were doing like the, it's the like almost like a battle of the bands thing to play at um, a festival Bloodstock um, and it was really nice seeing them because there's a bunch of friends that I haven't seen in years and we all used to go to gigs like 20 years ago and uh, nothing has changed we're all still children we all still wear exactly the same clothes uh even to the point where like some of us have got t-shirts from 20 years ago that we still wear and um and yeah it was it was really nice like i'm far too broken at the moment to get involved in the pit but um but in typical metalhead fashion there was not only a violent as fuck marsh pit but also everyone then decided to get on the floor and do the rowing thing uh which was fucking wonderful to see um but yeah that's kind of been it like it's it's just been a lot of a lot of work uh and looking back at all of the mistakes that the government has made because they have imploded and are falling apart um which segues don't shake your fucking head that was the segue you dickhead that segues beautifully into our topic of hindsight, uh, which Al is going to talk about once he's finished taking a nice big sip of his drink, because I brain. So, yeah, um, 
we've obviously discussed work and my capacity to loathe my employer and mm. <laughs> day-to-day uh, job. Um, but what I'm trying to do now, instead of letting it get to me, is what can we learn from it? Yeah. And I think hindsight is always used as like almost like a, a told you so, as if hindsight's like a something that nobody wants to hear. Like, yeah. oh, thanks, yeah, well done, fucking Captain Hindsight. Like, thanks for pointing that out after the fact. But it is actually super useful. Um, and this came about because at work, I don't know, Brett, if you've had something similar, um, they have things called wash-ups on projects where you finish a project, deliver what was what was briefed, and then you look back over the project and look at what went wrong, what went right, how you could improve the next time. In 14 years in this job, I've never ever done it once on a single project because mm. the basically the mentality of any uh, finance-based company is let's get on to the next thing that's going to make us money. Dwelling in the past and discussing what happened and is irrelevant and is not billable, so we're never going to do it. And as a result, you never learn from anything. You never learn yeah. from any mistakes. Um, so I've started basically doing it myself and implementing stuff and going, actually, right, this happened. What can we learn from it? And what can we do better next time? So for me, hindsight is a really great way of going. Now that the stress is off, now that it's been delivered, now that I'm not worried about actually producing it, looking back and you're not in the heat at the moment, and yeah. Steve, this might this might help with production, what, would, what could have been a better way of doing that? Or what did we do differently that one day for some reason? It's kind of like evolution. Like, what was the mutation that yeah. actually turned out to be better? Oh shit! I've got a fork's tongue now. You know, <laughs> I can taste in two directions. So, like, what what is the what are the learnings from it, basically? And um, and learning is a verb, not a noun. Um, Brett, go on. <laughs> this is a a topic that I don't know that we've necessarily touched on in, in grave detail, but when we talk about not getting down on our failures. Um, that whole perspective shift that's happened over, let's say the last year or whatever, with me getting a little bit more intense on these bigger projects, I'm finding these opportunities to take a step back. And instead of, you know, in the past, I'd go, oh, I'd, I'd sweep the shop for a little bit, hmm. 10 minutes, get my head right, move on to the next thing. Um, I, I guess it's a bit of a pat on the back, but I feel like this project's actually gone. Not like you. Well, it's, sorry. Zombie. Okay. So I, every step has been moving forward and I haven't actually had to make many back steps, but I do like taking the opportunity when I would typically sweep the shop. Um, I'm looking at it and going, Oh, you know what? How would I do that again? If I was going to do this again. And I know I made the conscious effort to not try and make this out of solid steel because it already weighs each tentacle weighs 100 and 100 pounds right around there. And there's no way I would have been able to do that with solid stock, like no capacity to forge something like that. It would have been crazy big and impossible to actually put in a heat source. But these moments now when I'm working on these builds, I'm not having to spend so much time cleaning up mistakes or backstepping going off. Why didn't I think about that ahead of time? I actually spent so much time thinking about it, which is the way I like to approach most things. You guys probably know this. 
-hmm. I think a lot. I talk a lot at the beginning. I do a lot of prep work. And then the plan is to execute after that and not really have to do a lot of um, variations from whatever idea I had in my head. But this attitude change, Al, I feel like if, let's go meta on it. If I was back in the workplace, I would love to bring this attitude change mm -hmm. into a team where you're not looking at every project as a, we would do like the post wrap up type deal. I don't know if it's the same as the wash up, like you were saying, but it really doesn't mean anything. It's just an opportunity for the people that were in charge to go. You guys all did a great job. We'd like you to be more efficient, maybe not work so many hours. And we'd like to do this in one month instead of six. Yeah. It's one, and, it's one of two things. It's like patting yourself on the back and, and oh, thank you for working late or, <laughs> or it's, uh, just wagging the finger and saying you did this wrong you did this yeah. wrong it, very exactly. rarely is it let's be constructive and well you, yeah and you... there you go you you nailed the word that i was looking for which is that it's a part of constructive criticism right mm. you're critiquing yourself you're critiquing the team that you are a part of and that's something that we have talked about before the constructive criticism or how to critique you or yourself or your peers in a positive way but when it comes to these team like workshops or, or or like team meetings when you're dealing with a, an aspect of a larger project maybe as a company as a whole rarely if ever did i ever deal with a situation where it was constructive criticism for the group as a whole everybody on the chopping block to get a little bit of good and bad and and you know positive growth out of it you're right. It just, it was this very polarized, either finger wagging that something went wrong and we need to do better or everybody genuinely just rubbing each other's bodies verbally and going, yeah, we're all so good. We're all getting a participation trophy for this one and you all get to keep your jobs. So we used to, uh, obviously doing support, uh, we used to get a lot of um, either end of project um, meetings or post-mortems after post-mortems like, big incidents um and yeah it's funny like each company handled them in a different way and the uh, the value of each one um was completely different so there was uh one company where it was essentially just a witch hunt it was right what happened whose fault was it where can we place the blame and there was no value in that whatsoever. Um, Asterisk. The, yeah, the, 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 the result was someone got a wrist slap and told not to do it again. There was, no, um, there was no effort afterwards to put things in place to ensure it doesn't happen. It was just, oh, it's this person's fault. I can blame them, therefore I'm not to blame sort of thing. Um, and that, a lot of that came from the management team. Um, they just wanted someone to point the finger at. Um, even if it was a department rather than an individual. Um, one of the last companies I worked for, uh, Just Eat, they had essentially a no-blame policy. It was, ver because they were an agile company, you know, things they, they used to do, to, I know, I'm talking fucking agile and all of that. It's the whole move fast and break things policy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we were doing multiple deployments an hour, Um like just small incremental changes constantly all the time. Um, but there was occasions where we would have huge issues, whether that was because of a deployment or because of a hacking attempt or 
there was a few where things happened on social media that didn't go down particularly well um including one a little while back where i think it was reported in quite a few newspapers about um the fact that uh one of the delivery drivers basically got someone's number and started messaging them after dropping their stuff off being like oh yeah i'm your delivery driver i want to do this and that and it it was very yes. bad um that. yep that was that was a, oof, that was great um but the postmortems for like the it department were fucking brilliant because it was like right here's a timeline of what happened let's break this down let's figure out what like what the cause was and because there was no um there was no blame it was like right well why did this happen yeah, objectively and why did this yeah, happen yeah exactly and it, it, it was people were able to go actually that happened because i fucked up and i didn't check this other thing at which point someone goes right well how can we make sure that doesn't happen again how can like what what can we put in place to make sure that you have to check this other thing before you do that or whatever um and that's where the, the real value comes in is being able to look at it objectively and i think um it's one of those things where you if you go into it straight away when tensions are still high it's quite um it's quite difficult to kind of to separate those emotions um especially if it's like smaller teams and and smaller projects and and more personal stuff um but i think like being able to uh to take a step back and look at things objectively is is really important i mean i i've been in a fair few situations where people do get far too emotional about stuff and you're not able to have that um objective frank discussion because emotions are too raw Mm. um and i think that's that's where things get really really difficult and that is so like again this is looking back in hindsight going like actually you know what i just i need to not get myself in those situations again where i'm dealing with someone who's unable to uh, look at things objectively and can only look at them emotionally but I think I think that is one of the things of, of hindsight that I don't think people fully embrace is that it is not open for interpretation. It is literally what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. it, it's it's not your opinion. You know, you can you can hypothesize about things that are going to happen in the future, and you can be precious about that, and you can be defensive, yeah. and you're like, oh, actually, I think I think Brett, you should do it like this because blah blah blah. I think I think it's going to turn out fine, or I think you know I've done this before, so therefore I this, but the past is is set in stone you can't you can't argue with it so people do get emotional yeah usually because they try to be defensive about something they're fucked up about yep um but we we have a similar thing brett we have we we do agile as a noun not as an adjective <laughs> um at work and we work in these two week cycles and at the end of every two weeks we have we're supposed to have a retrospective of what happened in that cycle and talk about learnings and, and go from there and, and how can we build, how can we better next time? That's the whole point of, of using this methodology is that you get better and better and more agile, right? But it isn't. It's it's people patting themselves on the back, circle jerking, having a good moan. And that's human nature. Yeah. And I won't, I won't begrudge people of doing that. And I don't, you know, I would never expect anyone to just be capped in objectivity at the flick of a switch. Yeah. But, that is just not productive. Nothing comes out of it other than maybe a weight off your shoulders and a bit of 
you know, serotonin because somebody said that you did a good job. Yeah. But that I don't want that. I, I know I did a good job. That's why I'm employed. <laughs> what what I want is to learn and get better next time. And you can only do that by like opening up those wounds and it, it hurts yeah. and they're going to get infected and you didn't cook your rice properly. But, you know, I, I want to learn. Yeah. That's the point. And, and that's how hindsight is a really powerful tool because it is objective and it is just the facts. It's like looking back yeah. and going, right, this is what happened. Not yeah. not someone's uh, diary of what they think happened from their point of view. <laughs> yeah. That that ekes into so many other aspects of life, though. And it's yeah. I know it's not just me and Al, even some of the things that you're saying right now when you're talking about just the business, you're like, oh, but remember how that happens in real life all the time. And because of the way that social media is going with the instant gratification and you know, everyone sees the wins and yeah, we talk about showing your failures and how awesome that is when people do it. I'm using that term specifically for you. Al. I am so much more comfortable and confident in like what kind of value I get out of, uh, the constructive criticism, the friends that I have, the opinions that I get from other people, their insights on things, right? Mm-hmm. I think when I first joined into the to the maker community, and that was like my new job was I was going to make stuff forever. It was very different than the desk job. And I had experiences from all these uh, previous employers and working desk jobs and working in bigger teams. But when it came down to the joining in and doing this full-time like I knew so little, right? So I, I couldn't really be objective. There was always a constant, oh, I could have done this better. Oh, I, I messed up here and I, I figured out how to fix it, which was a good learning experience. But the thing that I've started to notice more and more over the years is this idea of who would I actually share a photo with for the specific fact of getting some kind of constructive criticism or like, I want your opinion on this thing as it stands right now. I can count those people maybe on one hand, maybe not even using the opposable thumb. That's kind of bonkers because initially when I started, it was like post stuff online, everybody in the comment section, everybody that's messaging you, like everybody's saying you're doing a great job. That's nice, but that that's actually not really all that valuable. Like you said, Al, I'm here to learn and, and I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to be a student the rest of my life. Um, but when it comes to interacting outside of a typical workplace, those hindsight moments Remember a couple of years ago when this thing happened? Did we do that the right way? What would we do going forward? Or if somebody else, you know, if we were talking about events or something like that, and I think we've even talked about this in the past, where it's like, what would you tell somebody that's first event? We have that perspective on it, right? We're looking back and going, oh, if I would have done this different, it may have turned out different. Or I may have had a better time had I slept the two days prior, something like that. It, it can be as banal as that. But now I've gotten to this point where like, I'm seeing where the real value in things are. I'm seeing the value in looking back at my previous work. What did I learn from it? How did I get better at it? The opinions that I'm getting from other people or their constructive criticism, if I am actively saying, I know something's wrong, but I am finished with this project, but let's have a chat. Like, what would I do better? Because I, I want to have that in my toolbox for next time. I want to be able to look at those things. But I've now become like closer to the chest with who I do that with. Because much like the teams, I don't want to sit there and just talk about how awesome everything is. That's not valuable to me. And it does nothing for me in the long run. I want to know that I I tried really hard in 
everything that I did. I had close enough people that I could get better at my work, not only with my skills, but also like surrounding myself with people that I really do think elevate each other with constructive criticism, with hindsight, with previous experience, whatever the hell it is. It's been so diluted and washed out over the last few years. Like no one knows how to do it in a constructive way anymore. And there's just, there's too much chatter. I think Chris even said this on Axe and I are in that podcast that's your favorite, Al. He's like, there's too much noise. There's just noise. It's just noise. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It's, it's like it's like the, you know, someone, so you put a technical video out, Brett. You know, 100 comments. I would have done it like this. I was like, oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for telling me that. Did you? No. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but I, I think there's a, ten, and, and even just hearing you speak, Brett, but even myself speak, we just tend to make everything binary, like what went wrong and what went right. And that's that's just not a healthy way to look at things because it's not about that. It's about what happened. And thumbs up, thumbs down seems to be the just the, the, the only way we treat anything now in life. Is, is it good or was it bad? So, well, no, it's neither. It's just It's just what happened. And can we learn from it regardless? Can we learn from the things that were benign? Can we learn from the grey? Can we learn from the, the the things that, you know, the most valuable things could be the things that people just didn't even notice. Yeah. Because there it's was... It's whole thing of, like, why? Why did it happen like that? Yeah. Not, I, I enjoyed this bit. Let's do more yeah. of that. But no, no, yeah. that's just narcissism. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, ooh, ooh, that bit was horrible. Let's never do that again. No, 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 no. Let's do that again, but learn from it and do it better. Yeah. But, but uh, we're... we're I don't know if it's a human thing. I don't know if it's a, a, a product of, of the social construct, but we, we're we making everything too binary and it, it, it's clouding objectivity. You can't you can't look back at something and go, oh, actually, the, the, the temperature wasn't right on the paint and that's why it didn't dry. Yeah. Not, oh, the paint was shit. The paint was great. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's so reactionary. Yeah. I, I want, I want, I want sunny for my robot to evaluate everything I've ever done and just tell me <laughs> objectively what happened. I mean, I think, I think that's kind of, that loops back around to a little bit to what I was saying earlier on. Like, I think a huge part of when you are looking at things in hindsight is, is having the ability to, to look at things objectively and to, like that compartmentalization of what, how it actually was and how you feel about it. Because there are a lot of things that you might feel particularly strongly about that don't actually matter at the end of the day, and this is where they and like, especially coming at this from like an IT perspective, like so much of it, like people don't look at data, like they just go on gut feeling. They're like, oh well, I feel like this was better because <laughs> such a dick, uh, because this is whatever. Like, and it's based around around how someone feels. But um, the the kind of best uh, example of this I can think of is the fact that we know, like in the workshop, we know that we are more productive because we have counted the fucking stock made at the end of the day. But we know we're more productive when everyone's in a good mood and we're going around swearing at each other and drawing dicks on each other's anvil mm. because we're we're having a laugh we're motivated we're like we're in high spirits we don't stop as often to take breaks but when we do take a break we're fucking around and like we'll 
rather than between heats taking out a phone and checking our messages or changing track or whatever we're just like right okay well i've only got like two seconds before that's hot i'm just going to quickly run over and just knock jimmy's hammer off of his anvil because it's fun being a dick and like we'll have that and because we're being more active and and, and all of this it's it does actually increase production um but most people would walk in take one look at that and go well they're just fucking around the whole time obviously they're not working hard enough obviously they're not um being as productive as they should be whereas if you just stand at station waiting patiently and well not even patiently but like waiting fucking static still until the heat's ready or this is free or whatever you you work a lot slower it's and it's that's not a thing that we're saying just because we want an excuse to fuck around it's something that we've genuinely looked into and we've been like actually this this is a true thing um and i think far too often people don't do that because they let's say they they go based on what they feel they go they go in and go well i don't think you're working hard enough therefore i don't think it's i don't think you you can defend that it's like well here's the data to show that we are like yeah you can you can't argue with data it it is really interesting to get I'm your perspective <laughs> it's interesting to get your perspective on that because this is my opinion but i've known you guys for a few years steve you've forever always seemed like a more like binary yes or no there's not really that much of a gray zone and it's usually very data driven any anything that we're discussing it's a lot more data than it is kind of this gray creative space of like i don't know let's figure it out you're just like am i making an axe or not no yeah. fuck off then doesn't matter al could be like i'm gonna I'm make between axe. the lines here brett <laughs> yeah al could start making an axe and then it falls apart halfway through and then he makes it into a spoon and he's like i didn't know i was starting out making a spoon but i ended with the spoon and and even i just know... for clarity you broke my fucking axe it didn't fall apart <laughs> You were using a hatchet for splitting logs. I told you the soft shoulder. True. Okay, fair. Also, that was you that broke it. You swung it, and it was the third swing, and it snapped off. No, it's Don't because I didn't me. fit it properly, and I filled the eye with solder and hoped nobody <laughs> would notice. Anyway, I I appreciate these two aspects, though, where I, I do have... <laughs> Steve has always struck me as more data-driven, but I think more recently, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but things are kind of wavering a little bit. You, it's my Getting opinion. Old, man. You don't seem so black and white about everything. And Al, I don't know if this is like the counter to that, but you're able to talk about things in a more like black and white uh yes no right wrong situation while still adhering to what your background is which is very like fly by the seat of your pants and figuring out as it goes so there's a certain kind of weird middle ground that from my perspective i'm seeing both of you kind of get closer together in your lines of thinking if there's things that can be analyzed and you can go based on a factual thing then i will look at that but that's more that's more often than not that's usually a it's a it's almost like um a uh fucking what's the fucking word um quiche it's 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 yes it's a quiche uh it's a conversational tactic it's it's to break things down into simple stuff 
it's it's more for other people to kind of help them kind of make a decision like for, for myself everything is fucking gray like whenever i'm talking about anything for me it's always very fucking gray but there are certain things where i you know it, it, it's that whole thing of like it like yes if i'm making an axe i'm making an axe like it's i don't think it's in fact i think if anything i'm actually starting to go the other way i'm going more along the lines of or less along the lines of just going with the flow and more along the lines of no this doesn't work therefore no like um yeah oh i must i'm i'm looking at another steve's instagram <laughs> i think there's work steve and then i think there's the real steve that wants yeah. to get out and and yeah. slather himself in gray matter um <laughs> i just made up a word which i want three cents every time someone uses it which is that spectrum of between black and white which is the rainbow which is a rainbow of gray you know, if anybody else brought this into one of your marketing meetings, you'd be so pissed. Yeah, because I didn't come up with it first. I'd be like, you fucker. That's a great word. But that's not my point. My point was, um, this is something that's always stuck with me and is a great example of what we're talking about now. And it's what Izzy Swan does professionally. So not making dinosaurs out of uh, DeWalt drills, but Izzy's actual job is a consultant in productivity in the workplace. Yeah. And he will go in. Uh, observe passively for a day or a week or an allocated moment of time and then address all the things that he saw. Yeah. Good, bad, neutral, neutrality. Uh, and, and, And from there, build a really objective work plan of how to improve. Yeah. And hearing him describe that, and it was never... Someone swanning in, swanning in, swanning into a, a, a situation and going, I know better than you how to fucking make no. things. This is how you do it, which has been my experience of like foreman and, and people in that environment for, for my entire life. Yeah. The way he talks about it was like purely, oh shit, I'm watching you do that. This could have been done a little bit better. That's great. Why are the other guys not doing this? You know, and and it it just feels so healthy and uh, productive and open minded, and kind of what we're trying to capture in this. And yeah. it's always stuck with me to that. So I think that that example is great. There should be more things like that. Obviously, him as that role is a very expensive thing to have. Anything with the word consultant in it is yep. a fucking expense. Um, but I want more of that in the world. I want more of people. Yeah. To Brett's point, I don't want someone telling me what they would have done. No, oh, I'd 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 use these vice grips. Great, you've probably got them. I haven't. Yeah, thanks. Um, I want someone to come in and go. I watched you and I paid attention. Yeah, here's my findings. <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of the key thing is like with and specifically to to what Izzy does. Like it's it's going in and looking at what someone does how they do it yeah. and what's available like is there anything available that they're not using yeah yeah or is there any is there anything that they could use the space over there available. you know there's a free wall there why are you not utilizing yeah. it yeah stuff like that exactly and and yeah so going like actually if we bring this bit of equipment in or this whatever in like that would increase efficiency or if 
like why aren't you using this bit of equipment and and asking why because that's yeah. one of the other yeah, things yeah, that yeah. i know he does he's yeah not not criticizing yeah and just saying why do you do it yeah. like this and when you when you find out that why you can then go okay well if that's to solve this issue then if you introduce this other thing mm. you can resolve both those issues and make everything six times more efficient mm. um Steve, I wonder if your background in IT would end up feeding into like what you guys are talking about with Izzy. What if what if someone like Steve walks in and goes, "I'm just gonna watch you for a week." Always talk, watch. And then I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions, and we're gonna try and see if we can make things. Why work do you not have t shelves? Exactly there right. Everyone needs a fucking t shelf. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's even enough of these that exist, but Steve walking into a blacksmith shop with the background of IT and having worked in a production blacksmith shop, what does he bring to the table and walks in? He's not a dick. He's just a guy who's done something extremely data-driven and then something very high production with high-quality standards. And Steve comes in and goes, doesn't... Why the fuck are all yes your tools on the floor? What are you doing? <laughs> Steve, oh. you knocked him off in your heat break. Didn't you remember? Like, I would never do that because this is not about fun. Like this rainbow. I hate that you fucking came up with this word. Alpha. But I would I would love to have more people with an analytical background. And this is kind of what I was getting at, even asking you guys the question in the first place. Is I talked to our friend or mutual friend Alex a lot because he's my oldest buddy. Alex is an extremely data-driven person. So he can look at trends, pattern, and pre-existing data. It's all hindsight, but it's all constructive, right? It's meant to better the networks that he creates and the clients that he deals with in the future. But when it comes to the making community, because we've had so many talks about like, there's not always the right way. I hate when people say it's just the one way that you do things. Steve, I don't mean to just like project this onto you, but like, <laughs> I would love to see someone like Steve go into a situation where he just shows up analyzes collects data and then fucking executes after that mm -hmm. i mean so because one of the, the the things i think uh gets missed is you tend you tend to get to ends of the spectrum like you guys were saying earlier on and it's either someone goes in and it's very data driven it's very you must do it like this because that's what the book says you must do and then there's the other kind of wishy-washy kind of like Oh yeah, we, we can do this. And how do you feel about that? And I, I think it, it needs a it, it needs a combination of of both. Um, it needs someone that's that's able to look at it and go like, right, the data says this, but why? And I think at the end of the day, like I, I've said this about so many fucking things, like community understanding. Fuck you, understanding. <laughs> such a prick. Uh, understanding why is a huge, huge part of everything that we do. Um, whether that's did you fuck off? It's really, really off-putting. Uh, it's really an, important to understand why. It's like if you're trying to teach someone something, it's no good saying to someone, "You need to use the saw like this mm. because I said so." It's you need to use the saw like this because of this reason. You need to add these efficiencies because of this. You need to ignore what that person is saying because of this. Like that, that why and that because is vital to everything and without that understanding you can't improve things so knowing why is spiffing 
Und das Standing ist Buffet. <lacht> In which case, Al, do you have an order? It's Buzz. Buzz, which means Brett, you are first. Hooray, that's me. So, uh, amidst the heat breaks over the last week, week and a half, I come inside and try and do some computer work, and it's pretty tedious and monotonous or whatever, so... I turn on the TV, try and watch something new, ingest some new media. And I'm not going to say content. The newest Edgar Wright film uh, was released recently. It's on HBO Max. Um, it's called Last Night in Soho. There's no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no Nick Frost um, and no Simon Pegg, interesting enough. So if you liked Baby Driver, because it wasn't his typical... I don't know, the Cornetto trilogy that we all grew up with, I guess. But Baby Driver was great. I loved it for a lot of reasons. I'm going to spiff Last Night in Soho. More, <laughs> let's say it this way, less because I think it's the most amazing movie ever and more because I want other people to watch it and possibly throw a little discussion in the Pools of Tools group on like, because of this episode, hindsight, what worked, what maybe could have been improved on from the perspective of a bunch of viewers, right? We don't know how difficult it is to make a film on that level, but there were aspects of that movie that really blew my mind. And I, th I think he did some really creative things and some very new things. And it was, it was great. And he had good actors and actresses and people involved, but something fell a little flat for me. So I'm spiffing it to incite a constructive discussion. This isn't about your opinion. Imagine everything that we talked about in this episode and how to be, I don't know, constructive with your hindsight, right? You can critique it as much as you want and say what you would have done different. Here's the thing. You're not a director and have no control over Matt Smith and getting him to act for you. But what do you think worked? What do you think didn't? I'd love to see a little discussion like that happen. So I'm spiffing yeah. last night in Soho. Give it a watch if you have it available to you. Love to hear everyone's thoughts. Yeah. Because it's Edgar Wright. I love Edgar Wright. I do as well. And I uh, I remember when that first came out uh cinemas. I really, really wanted to get to watch it. And I didn't. Um, and I didn't realize it was on Netflix. So I might have to check that out. HBO point. Max. Yeah. But it's on, it's on something over here as it's well. It's probably, it's a what. film for film. So it's probably on uh, more for Steve. Yeah. That's probably where I've seen it. Um. Yeah, no, uh, good shout. I, I think that's a film that's definitely worth watching. Uh, Al, you are next. I've got. A th it's a little thing. It's just a little thing. Um, it's only a waffle thing. It's, it's it's to do with hindsight. You got yourself. You got to get yourself a nice cold beverage, and you think, oh, if only four hours ago I'd put a glass in the freezer. This. Delicious cold beverage would be all the colder. Yeah. So something as simple as putting a glass stein in the freezer before you yes. pour your beer or your milkshake or your Vimto or your just, just ice water with some with a little bit of lemon and a, and a, a, a mm -hmm. slice of ginger. You'll thank yourself. You'll thank past Al 
for the foresight. Sorry, I've just, yes. I've, I've Go just, and put your glasses in the fucking freezer right now. Yeah. Also, you've uh, made me realise that today it was too fucking hot to drink uh, tea and coffee. Obviously, we still drink Iced coffee. You, you can't. Fill the ice cube what? tray. Uh, no, 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 no. I've got some uh, some Darjeeling in the thing, and I've got some lemons, and I've got some honey. Make a big fucking pot of Darjeeling with honey and lemon. Wang that in the fridge. Literally, literally did it at work today. Made a big fuck off jug of iced tea. Stuck it in the freezer. And it was like, afternoon, right? Who wants iced tea? What's iced tea? What do you mean, what's iced tea? (laughs) How do you make iced tea? Well, the clue's in the name. (laughs) Um, Yes, good. Good. Spiff? It's a spiff. Doesn't always have to be someone on Instagram. Weirdly enough, mine because uh, we we do occasionally do the kind of obscure ones. I know I did the uh, the Saturday morning cartoons the other day, and uh, as discussed earlier on, I I've been very busy recently, so I've not really had chance to consume much in the way of media. Um, Call it content. Brett's Brett's listening. Con- sorry, sorry, Brett. Content. Uh, but there's I'm I'm lucky enough to have a few very good very close friends who know how to cheer me up um who have just been sending me loads of either gifs or videos of uh sorry brett hiffs <laughs> uh of, <laughs> he looks so sad now <laughs> sorry brett uh of otters and so i just want to spiff otters because they're fucking great and and i love looking at otters they just make me happy like when you see Good. otters and they're just smashing ice on their like blocks of ice, oh, they're, they're they're fucking great. Sea otters, yeah. Well, I like river otters as well. I've seen a river otter in the wild, and it it was very exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, any other business? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be frank here. I think <laughs> oh. uh, the 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 celebration of Italian American cooking should be. Uh, welcome back in society. I agree. In whatever yeah. capacity you see fit. Yes. Yeah. There's Indeed. not enough Chicago style pizzas in the world. Mm-mm. And like hand rolled gnocchi. It's just. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah. We yeah. just hope maybe we get to see some more happy to, happy to have it. You know, yeah. whatever. It's whatever. Cool. That's it for me. Uh, you know, oh, July really is the month of celebrating hot Italian food. In the- uh yes beautifully put i think um yeah uh i think that's it in terms of aob there was i definitely had something that i was going to talk about and i can't remember what the fuck it was um yeah i don't know uh come uh, tim tim wants people to uh, meet up with him in yorkshire or something i don't know oh yeah the the, because we said about doing the regional meetups and nobody's organized anything because we're both busy and yeah but so if, if you live you in the a... north of england and by the north of england i mean above birmingham um yeah. message tim message tim from turkey organize a meetup yeah and and roughly the 13th of august we'll we'll have a barbecue and and oh that kind of thing. weirdly enough i was planning on being up north around then that weekend well like pad no nah, uh Fuck! What's the name of the place? Uh, France. It's just it's just east of Leeds. Hull? Begins with an S. 
No. Fucking Hull. Nobody goes to Scarborough. No. Scunthorpe. Uh, no. These are all places east of Leeds. It's a little villagey place. I don't fucking... Anyway. Um, yeah, so I might be Skegness. around. Uh, <laughs> fucking Skegness. Uh, anyway, yes. So, until... No, fuck no. We've got to do the where you can find us. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. It's warm. <laughs> Fucking it. It's so warm. I'm just covered in a constant layer of grime. It's fucking awful. And because we're doing fucking grinding, but with like 220 grinding on uh, stainless steel, it's just this fine dust just everywhere and it just sticks. To it. It's fucking. I look like Crichton. I've got some AOB. Y- yeah, that's why I paused. I was waiting for you to say it. Um, go and watch Love and Thunder. It's a romp. Ooh, have you seen it? Ooh, I've not seen. Would it. recommend, but go in uh, knowing that it's an incredibly low budget B movie, <laughs> and it's not <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it's 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 a Taika Waititi film. Yes. It's yeah. Um, what was the other one that I watched recently? I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, we we better wrap up because Brett's getting oh, fidgety. He wants his breakfast. Yeah. Uh, shit, saying that I've got to walk the dog. Right. Uh, so yeah, if I've done the thing. And if you want to catch us as a group, uh, FWT Podcast or Fools with Tools, go join the fucking thing. Um, until next time, uh, we, we we love you, I guess. Put your glasses in uh, the freezer. Yeah, put your glasses in and make some iced tea. Bye.